it's my lifestyle, it's my lifestyle. <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Grounds Crew, a podcast covering all things baseball. We're brought to you by Baseball Lifestyle. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Grounds Crew. Uh, it's been a week since, a little over a week since uh, we last uh, spoke to you guys. I hope you had a good Thanksgiving, uh, Happy Hanukkah, all that good stuff. Uh, today is going to be a little bit different. We got a uh, a slightly virtual episode. Bill is not with us today, but he is here via Zoom. Uh, so, what up, guys? so if it sounds a little different, that's why. Um, in the little over a week since we've spoken, um, just about a billion things have happened. Um, Facts. So we're gonna we're gonna rip through today, jam packed episode. Uh, so of course, before we get started, make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate your support. Um, and let's get into it. A million free agent signings have happened. And I know we talked about um, the, these all going down possibly before the CBA or lockout uh, started, which it has, and we'll get to that in a little bit. Now we actually have a reason to talk about the Mets, Bill. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, I, they pretty much just said whatever Bill Rom said, let's just do the opposite of that. Yep. Um but, uh, I mean, if you're going to do the opposite of what I said, you had to lean into the opposite, and they did. You know, they, they went out, they got the best center fielder on the market, they got the best pitcher on the market, uh, they, they got one of the top ten outfielders on the market, they got one of the top ten infielders in the market. So when you when you look at what they really were able to get to, um, can't ask for more. Um, so happy with the Mets, with what they did. Uh, looking forward to seeing what they're going to do because now that there's a lockout, who knows what it means? Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting that all this momentum took place with all the different signings and things, and now it's just completely frozen. Uh, teams aren't allowed to talk to players. Players aren't allowed to talk to uh, teams' front offices. No Asian conversations, nothing. Uh, so just completely frozen in time. But before it all happened, obviously, tons of money was spent, and um, – Topping the Mets in spend were the Rangers, uh, which I thought was very interesting. They got Corey Seager for 10 years, $325 million. Uh, Marcus Simeon, 7 years, 175. John Gray, 4 years, 56. Uh, and a couple other smaller signings, but those are the big guys. Um, they're, they're all in. They're, they got their new stadium, and they're like, cool, we need to revamp the team and get back into the, into the conversation. Yeah, and, and like, so... The, the thing that I, I wanted to bring up to you today, obviously the lockout has happened. So there's a fair amount of teams who who, who are kind of like, a, you know, we're going to sit out, we'll wait for everything to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you go into what's now taking place in terms of money, you're going to have somewhere in the ballpark of 20 teams in baseball that spend over $100 million. In this free agency? Right? Just in general, like their payroll for uh, for 2022, there's going to be new. Like right now, there's already 16 teams, but I I would have to assume that the Cubs, who are currently at 99 million dollars, they're going to go over 100 million. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I would assume that like the Mariners' money is going to end up being over that once they start signing everybody who everyone thinks they're going to sign. Yeah, they're currently sitting around 70 million. Um, I have to think that a lot of these teams are going to spend money. Then it's the flip side of everything. Like 
we know the athletics are all the way down here at the bottom. They spend $70 million almost every single year. It doesn't matter if they're good, bad, or indifferent. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my, my problem with them now doing the CBA agreement is I feel like the athletics have too much of a share of the conversation about what should we be doing in baseball. And the owners are all in this, you know, we don't want to give up certain things, but like Steve Cohen doesn't care. Like the, Oh, the players want more money. Cool. I'll pay them more money. Uh, I feel like baseball's biggest issue is at this point is you've got some guys who have been owning this team for a couple, you know, couple decades now Mm -hmm. and they're broke. They have no money. And they like the fact that they make money from an MLB team and they're, they're rich and they get the prestige, but it's making the game worse. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that you said that because that was actually a point that Rob Manfred made yesterday in, in some of his like CBA remarks. Um, that the the issue and why they don't why, why the league looks at free agency is almost a bad thing is that because good players that come from let's say uh, for example the Orioles right if you get a guy who comes up through their system who's going to be a Manny Machado they just leave and then the team is back to square one because they can't afford the three hundred million dollar deal that they're going to command and I think from from your perspective saying that like these owners who maybe in a small market are, are don't have a lot of money is your thought then that they should sell the team to someone that can afford to build their roster and make it more expensive then that and that's exactly what I'm saying is if you're going to own a team in a sport without a salary cap you kind of need to just know if you're the smallest fish and at that point in time you just you don't get to bitch and moan if you really wanted to have a team with a salary cap, like, you know, $70 million, you couldn't play in the NFL spending $70 million. Right. They make you they make you spend, like, 85% of the salary cap, no matter what, every year. So, like, the the, the least, the the smallest, and again, I'm, I'm going to pull it up. Um, unless, Dennis, can you pull it up for me? Can you pull up the salaries for the NFL teams? Yep. Um. Well, I can tell you the bottom you... of the the uh, the MLB is the Guardians at under thirty million dollars. Yep, and 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 so actually, if you look at that, Baltimore is currently listed as only twenty three. Oh right, the yes. Guardians the Guardians are listed below them. Yeah, um, but their actual payroll next year is smaller than that. The reason why they're above is the 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 total payroll, not the twenty six man payroll. Right. So the 26 man payroll is what you actually have at the MLB level. Yeah. And the what reason you have below that, huh? The reason I used the Orioles as an example before also is because a guy like Manny Machado, but also because they're bring, they're undoubtedly going to bring up Adley Rushman next year. And if Adley Rushman is even remotely the player we all think he's going to be, when that kid gets around to free agency, he's going to be worth a ton of money. But, like, I don't care about the Orioles' owner being upset. Like, free agency is not a bad thing. What's bad is having poor owners in a sport. Right. Oh, I agree. Like, that's why I thought that comment was ridiculous. It's like, how are you going to say that it's a bad thing if they just can't afford it? Like, that's on them. But that's – but that's and that's what I'm saying is that's what Manfred is stuck in this mode of is that, like, he keeps talking about it because he works for all of the owners. Yeah. So he looks at the owner of the of the the – you know, Minnesota twins and they spent $71 million last year. And that guy's like, Hey, 
we got to we got to get these costs under control. Like this is ridiculous. I can't afford to do this. Dude, I get that baseball's been going on since the 1800s and we have all this tradition, but the reality is we still have to look at what's going on here and today. And if here and today you can't afford these teams, you can't afford to pe- sell them. How much would the how much do you think the Oakland Athletics would go on the market? I don't know. A, like a billion? Oh, probably over a billion dollars. Yeah. So like my dude, like why don't you just sell it and become a billionaire? Yeah. Right? Like just sell it and become a billionaire overnight. Like do so- you know who I want to buy a team? Steve Ballmer. Who does he he's own? The owner of the, he's the owner of the Clippers. He also right. owns an MLS team. He's one of the original guys at Microsoft. He's the one who actually like sold it to people and made all the money. Right. So he's a he's like worth like 160 billion dollars. Let let that man come into baseball. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about the 16 billion dollars that uh, Stephen Cohen is worth. Forget that. Get Steve Ballmer. Ballmer. Like get that dude in here and let him buy the Athletics. And move the athletics to a nicer stadium and pay for it and, like, level up that entire organization. Yeah, That's I mean, what baseball needs. Yeah, I mean, there was talk that they were going to move the A's to Vegas and build them a whole new stadium because they can't find a, a space for it in Oakland. And I, and personally, I wouldn't mind seeing a team move to Vegas. They already have the two new teams that have moved there. Well, like, one new hockey team, and then obviously the Raiders moved in. But Vegas is starting to come up as, like, a sports area and I, th- I think it would be interesting to see them move there um but yeah i think the a's definitely have uh they're drying out a, a thousand little. a thousand percent i just think i'm tired of i'm i'm tired of owners claiming the poor car i i get it you need to operationally make money for some of this stuff and some mm-hmm. guys don't have the pockets to go deep but like you can't complain that you can't sign your guy because he's worth $40 million and your entire payroll is under them. Yep. Like, what, what is that guy supposed to do? Sign with the team for, for a couple shekels because you drafted him and got lucky? Like, no. Mm-mm. And then this brings up what I think is the, the biggest crux for me for everybody is that MLB team shouldn't be able to sign a guy for more than five years of his life. His life. And we just saw Wander Franco sign a massive deal and I love the deal because it actually will pay him more than Francisco Lindor will make until Lindor is 32. Yeah. His, so Lindor, his deal was 12 years, 223, which is average uh, 18, five a year. Right. But Lindor was playing some of his years when he was 23 for $500,000. Right. Wander will make $18 million next year. That's the difference. It's mm-hmm. the time value of money. If money, if inflation rises at 5%, the dollar you have today is worth less tomorrow. So if you look at it and you say that six, seven years from now, he's going to get to a contract and he's going to sign, the reality is is that all of the money that he made is worth 30% less. Actually, when you compound it year over year, it's probably worth closer to 50% less on the dollar. So by signing it now, he's getting more money sooner, which if he can invest above inflation, he wins. It's the right deal. But it's the right deal for the Rays. It's the right deal for a player. It's the right deal for baseball. Everybody won. And the thing that I think gets lost in it is you only sign a guy to a deal like that if you think his minor league career mattered. Yeah. Because he had to play. Mm -hmm. And you saw him play other professionals, and he got up here and he showed it again. 
And you said, yeah, you know what? We have four years of knowing you. At this point, we know you're a stud. You're at least going to be good. You're already worth an $18 million player today. So we're just going to give it to you now because we know from a competitive balance standpoint, we can't have a $200 million contract. So we're going to give you this whole big, long contract. When you're 32, you'll be out of it. But at that point in time, like, we can move on from you, but we got all your best years. Mm -hmm. And and it fits into a budget. So I think, like, that's the thing that goes back to bringing up younger players sooner also. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, the MLB, at least they said that they would max out that a guy has to get to free agency by 29 and a half. So if you have a 30-year-old, that dude's a free agent. Yeah. And what I thought was – what I thought was interesting too about uh, Wander's contract is um, the stipulation in it that I think it's in year ten of it. Um, he'd have the ten and five rule, or he'd have a no trade clause, and I think that would put him at thirty, roughly. So I could see them trading. He could like a thirty-year-old, like let's say he's still a great shortstop, is an easily yep. traded piece. And then he yep. can go and be a free agent, do what he needs to do, and he'll still be a very young player and can go get another contract. So I think that's awesome for him. I th- like you said, this is the perfect contract for him, for the Rays, everything. Um, yeah. The next team who uh, I wouldn't say surprised me a little bit, but um, I thought it was an interesting move, was bring uh, the Blue Jays bringing in Kevin Gosman and letting Robbie, Way- Robbie Ray walk for just over a million dollars more per year. Well, so you and me had had the conversation about Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray really only had one year. Right. Right? So, like, if you're looking at it, you're saying um, they're both – how old is Robbie? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, by the way, let me backtrack something real quick. Sure. Dennis, what's the lowest salary cap in, in uh, salary team in the NFL? Do you want the active cap or the total cap? Total. Total cap, the lowest is the Seattle Seahawks at $171 million. Like, to say Crazy. that there's MLB teams, like, that roster could pay, like, seven different MLB teams. Yep. At the same time. Yep. Robbie Ray's right? also like, 30. So they're both 30, right? Yep. Gosman and him. But, like, yeah, so going back with the, with the, with the salary stuff, like, that's my point about baseball. You allow these poor owners in – and then, yeah, of course, guys are upset. And then the con- the consolidation of power goes to 10 teams because those 10 teams will spend outside everybody else. Then you have another 10 teams who spend enough money and have good scouting, good GMs, good everything, and they maximize their talent like the Tampa Bay Rays. And then you have the bottom 10 teams that are minor league teams. Yep. And, like, they, they need to have relegation. Like, the, the bottom 10 teams, you're out of the MLB. You don't count. Like – you're, you're gone. And then it will force people to do it. Like if you told, if, if I told the, the athletics owner, like you guys, if you guys lose, you go down and then you don't get to get any of the revenue sharing from TV deals. You'd either sell the team or freak out right away. Mm-hmm. But like Rob Manfred works for that guy. So he can't do it. So um, look, looking at a guy like Gosman, right? His last three years, uh, this year, a two, eight, one, the year before that three, six, two, the year before that four, zero, three. Um, he, he has been okay, right? Like when he left Atlanta, he, he figured some stuff out. Yeah. 
But even in Atlanta, half the, when he got traded from Baltimore to Atlanta, he had a 287 with Atlanta for a short window. And if we look at his FIP over his career, his FIP is a, 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 a 388. Um, and we were all talking about Robbie Ray and the fact that, you know, he only had one year that he really put it all together. His FIP over his career is a 404. So when I looked at that, I actually think they ended up getting the better actual pitcher for less money. Yeah, that that's what I I got the I got the move because like you're saying, you know what you're getting with Gosman. He's put together more solid seasons where you can say, okay, this is the kind of pitcher he really is. Whereas Robbie Ray, they had the outlier at the end at the end of his contract, and they were like, okay, we could move on from him, or we can hope that he keeps putting this together so i got that i i liked that they brought him they brought someone in of robbie ray's caliber to keep their pitching staff at a level that i still think keeps them as an easy world series contender next year um sticking with pitching the angels brought in uh which i think we talked about on our previous episode and also michael lorenzen aaron loop they're investing in pitching they're investing in the Mets. Pretty much, yeah. Um, I'm glad they're doing it. I, I'm I'm very happy about it. I hope I hope they when we finally get around to adding more people, uh, or to, or to free agency being available again. Um, I hope they add somebody else. I hope they keep doing it because we know that the Angels have the tools at least in the lineup. It was a matter of could they keep runs off the board, and they're making the right moves right now, or at least some yeah, semblance can- of the right moves. I love their moves. I love that they continued. Luke was absolutely fantastic as Met. Um, I'm sad to see him go. Obviously, like relievers are very variable on a year-to-year basis. So you don't always get a, a perfect, like, hey, he, he had a one ERA last year. He's going to have a one ERA this year. Um, it doesn't tend to happen exactly like that. Right. But, uh, yeah, amazing, amazing stuff from them. I, I love seeing that. Uh, the pitcher who moved that obviously has Mets ties, who I, I thought was super interesting, uh, was Stroman signing a three-year deal. Yep. Um, three years, seventy-one million dollars. So he he gets he gets a better average annual salary than I think teams were offering him. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of teams were giving him roughly nineteen twenty million dollars. I think he was going to end up signing a five-year hundred, but yep. he wanted more money per year. Right, we talked about that too. Like, I think this breaks down to around twenty three, and we said like that's where we would have settled as the Mets for a, on the yeah. top end of annual. Yeah, and I think even twenty three was higher than what we were really like. You know, I could see us doing it, but I'd want it to be four years. Right. Somebody got it for free, and that and that's the point is I think that's the right contract for Stroman. I know he sees himself as being a superstar, uh, but he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a really he's a really good number two pitcher, but. He, he doesn't have dominance in him, truly, on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But for the Cubs, who wiped their entire team out and needed to go get people, I liked it. Yeah, I think it's a good city for him. I think it's a good situation for him to be you know, their guy without there being too much pressure. We know they just recycled half their team. Like They're not going to be a contender next year, and that's fine. He can go out and keep – if he continues to be the pitcher he was, he'll probably be an all-star and he'll – have you know a good three-year contract with them and probably be available if he puts all the right numbers together to go get another three-year contract with somebody who maybe is a contender and wants a good veteran arm something like that um but i did like that move for him 
Um, and I know we, I don't think we talked about this on the previous episode either. I don't, it must have happened in between. The Steven Matz thing with the Cardinals, which pretty much That's triggered. Hilarious. Hilarious, which pretty much triggered Stephen Cohen to say, guess what? The bag's open. Let's go to work. Oh, yeah. Like, if, like going back in time, like, that's going to be remembered. And the funniest thing was, like, the day that the Mets started to sign everybody, now all of a sudden Stephen Matz, who never tweets, is, like, tweeting all the time. Yeah. Like, I want to thank the Cardinals. I'm super excited to be here. And everybody's looking at you like, dude, the girl who you just turned down is, like, the hottest chick in the world now. <laughs> you could have been there. And instead, you're now with that other girl who's, like, was always a seven. And she was never going to be a ten. Yeah. Yep. And, like, if you could you imagine if Mats was signed on the Mets, like, with the pitching staff that they have right now? Yep. Like, dude. Like, like at $11 million a year, easily could have been brought in with Max Scherzer. No problem. Rings. We're talking rings, bud. Yep. You're, you're, like, I, you're going to get, oh, man, epic. Yep. Epic. And, and then, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to, to, to see that unfold. Um, he signed also for roughly what we thought he was going to get. Yep. No real surprises there. And, and and that's the thing is like, I think there's a bunch of people who signed. Oh, the biggest craziness is hobby. Oh yeah. What'd you think about that? I was going to get to that after this. Hobby. I have to think is overpaid, but when you compare hobby Baez's contracts to what, uh, Seager got, you paid nothing. Yes. And I think... Um, and, and even when you compare it to what uh, Simeon got, you're, you're getting you're getting a shorter deal and less money than you get Simeon. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably a little bit less per year. But Simeon's been a better overall hitter. Oh, yeah. Javi's got, Javi's got some intangible stuff. But we saw last year with what he did with the Mets in terms of like the booing them and the thumbs down. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the guy you want being your number one superstar. Yeah. Uh, I think it's at least. I think for the Tigers' sake, when they. The, the original reports of them looking at Correa, it's a much cheaper option. Um, and you're getting roughly a similar talent. Javi's a great player. Um, but, yeah, I get the, the cultural thing might be an issue. Um, but even so, like, he goes there. He's not as much as he is the the outspoken, outgoing, you know, flashy guy. It's still Miggy's team. Um, yeah. So I think that's and, – and I think he'll gel well with the group that they have right now. Um, they're all very young, and, and I think he'll be a good leader for them. But I, I think financially it made sense for the Tigers, and they got a great player for, what, 23 a year roughly. Um, and I think that's good. I'm very interested, based on the fact that Seager and Baez are now off the board, what Carlos Correa gets when everything resumes and who he goes to. I think it could be an interesting – I think it could end up not being a long-term deal. I could see it being something that's like Javi where it's like five or six years with a high annual value. Um, but I don't know. Cause I have a feeling that this lockout may last a decent amount of time and teams are going to be like rushing to sign people. Yeah. I think Correa ends up getting a secret deal. Yeah. Yeah. I think he ends up getting a secret deal once it comes back open. 
Okay. From who? Mariners. The Mariners, really? Yeah. Okay. I think they'll have the bag coming out of it. Um, I think they they have an appetite for wanting to get better and riding the momentum from last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see them getting Conforto and Correa coming out of the break. And then that team would be a pretty strong team. Oh, yeah. That team's – I mean, listen, we, we saw that they had some of the pieces already. They just added Robbie Ray for five years. Um, I think they – I think they will add Michael Conforto at some point. That just seems like a match made in heaven there. Um, yeah. Who They just added somebody else to it. Maybe, I don't think I have it in our notes here, but they added somebody uh, for the lineup that's a pretty decent hitter. Um that's an, that's an interesting that's an interesting landing spot for Correa. I know that the Dodgers checked in with him, um, and like obviously they could afford him, but it's a matter of do you want to just wait on Trey Turner and see if that's a cheaper option? Or um, I know they just yeah, and I, they traded Gavin I Lux too. I would wait if I were them. Yeah, I think I you mean know, like I, Trey I'm, Turner's a great player. The, the the other side of it is who's had a worse offseason by subtraction than the Dodgers. Oh my God! Yeah, they lost Gavin Lux. They lost Seager. They lost Scherzer. Uh, I think they didn't extend anything to Kershaw. I think he's a free agent. Um, yeah, they're just losing everybody. I, I mean, like I'm sure they'll be a super competitive team next year anyway. Um, but it's gonna look a little different f- for sure. Who else we got? Uh, it, it's going to look way different. The other the other side of it is is that like, um, if all of those people subtract, right? Mm-hmm. Who's who's your leader in the clubhouse right now for best team in the National League? Ooh, because they're still going to have they're going to have even more of a pitching shortage. They were carried by a sub one ERA, Max Scherzer to end that last year. Yeah, yeah. And now you don't have Mad Max. Hmm. Best team in the National League. I'm not going to say the Mets. As much as I want to do that, they've made some great additions, but I'm not going to say that. F those guys. Until they do anything, they get nothing from me. Facts. Um, I would still. St- I'll stand with the Braves. Just came off a World Series. Just added a solid relief pitcher. I cannot imagine they're going to let Freddie Freeman walk. Apparently what he's asking for is very reasonable for who he's been as a player. Um, and might I add, what he's asking for is something the Yankees can absolutely afford. And if they don't at least try and get him, they're stupid. Because even if they don't get him, they have Anthony Rizzo as a fallback option, who's just a discount version of Freddie Freeman and a great glove. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll rock with the Braves. You're going to rock with the Braves. Um, I lied. I'm going to go with it. The Mets are the best team in the National League. <laughs> of course. I can't. I I can't. Uh, listen, I, I, I as Homer as I possibly can be, mm-hmm. they've very clearly gotten better since the season ended. For sure. The, like, the one-two punch uh, of DeGrom and Scherzer, should that actually – I know Jacob DeGrom's elbow was a question mark at the end of the season, but if – if this lockout lasts for a while and he gets some extra time to get healthy, that is an absolutely ridiculous one too. That's a dream. And again, like this goes back to 
Noah, if you had signed your qualifying offer, man. Like if Noah Syndergaard had signed his qualifying offer to the Mets. Yep. Could you imagine the pitching staff at the top? Yep. Like Noah, you get to you get to come in, get one year, win a World Series, be the guy. Um we 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 cannot forget how good Jacob deGrom really is. And the fact that since 2018, there's no pitcher in the game that's been better than him. Yep. And you know uh, who the comp who, was, who was close as to as good as him? The other guy on our team. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. absurd. It's absurd. So, so when you do that, and then Khan is a good player. Marte is the best center fielder that we've had since. I don't think we've ever had a center fielder as good as him. No. The best defensive center fielder that we've had was Juan Lagares. Absolutely. He was a gold glover, but his bat was borderline non-existent. Suspect. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the, so it's the, they, they're way better at center. I don't think that because because of bringing in Kana versus what Conforto did last year, they're better in the outfield. Mm-hmm. You, you look at the infields, they didn't lose anything with exchanging Baez for Escobar. Yep. In terms of like what what really on field production uh, as a hitter, Escobar and him are probably in a similar category. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that uh, Javi is a better defender, maybe probably a better base runner, uh, but with the bat, not necessarily better. Um, yeah, man, I, I look at I look at all of this and I go, that team is good. You know what would be You know what my dream scenario is for the Mets to do? What's your dream? We we just we didn't get Matt, uh Steven Matz. We just lost Rich Hill to the to the Red Sox. So, you could say we're missing a lefty arm. We could use a veteran lefty arm. I'd I'd love to see uh the Mets reach out to Max Scherzer's good buddy uh Clayton Kershaw. I would love to see them go after him cuz he's probably Wow. He's a free agent. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Um, Zach Greinke's also available. Like I wouldn't hate him on the team, and he's he'd probably be pretty cheap. I don't know what you think I, about that, but I don't know if I agree with the Greinke run. I'm just saying he's an option, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I I would I would shoot a flyer at Clayton Kershaw for sure. Yeah, I would. Again, if, it, if money's no option. Sportrack has him listed as a $30 million value. No, not a chance he's getting that. I mean, he's probably a $30 million like value, but he's probably not going to get $30 million. No, not a chance, but I would take Kershaw for two years or something like that for a relatively decent price. But even looking at it as last year, last year he was a three, uh, five, five ERA, but he was a three flat FIP. Yeah, he, his he whip pitched really well. The, his whip was just as good as it's been over the last four years. You know, his strikeouts were – he struck out better than a batter in inning. Like, yeah, listen, I, again, if you wanted to go addition by subtraction and you wanted to go, like, how do you make a giant jump? If the Mets were able to sign Kershaw from the Dodgers – and and deplete their pitching staff even more. Mm-hmm. 
and Kershaw gets to come in and gets to be the third, fourth starter. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would. It, the Mets at this point, why not just spend three hundred and fifty million dollars? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just, they don't seem to care. They seem to have the resources. Why not? At the end of the season last year, Kershaw had a little bit of an elbow thing, but I'm pretty sure it was just more of a overuse, and, and they kind of were just like, all right, we're just going to put you on ice because you're not going to be back in time for anything. And that's one of the things that I think that we have a couple of guys who are good veteran pitchers who people forget that, like, the year before not playing as many games made it so that the volume increase from year over year was too big of a jump. Yeah. So, like, you had a guy like DeGrom who goes out and pitches 70 innings or whatever in 2020, and then you spin it around and you come back, and if he pitches 130, 140, he's doubled his innings. Yep. And, like, that just beat up on a lot of the the, the late 20s, early 30s arms, mm-hmm. which just weren't ready for that much volume. And I think that that's going to be a different case study going into next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll definitely be curious if, if everyone kind of gets back to the, the regular. I mean, also, like, at the same time, we're, we might have a late start to the season. So more time to heal yeah. or maybe a strange restart to to spring training type thing, which we did have last year. So I don't know. And that's and that's a perfect segue, honestly, to the CBA. Yep. Because yes, it is, sir. We, we were at the All-Star game this year. We were there for uh, a meeting uh, that was held. And we heard a, a, a strong opinion from Tony Clark as to where they stand with everything. Um, and now that we're actually here on day, let's, I want to say this is three of the lockout, day two of the lockout. Um, and we've seen some comments from Rob Manford and different things that it, it doesn't feel good. And just looking back yeah. to the previous lockout, it lasted eight months. And that was without yep. social media and all these other ways that just fuel the fire and the, the animosity from both sides. Um, I, I don't expect it to last as long as that, because I think one of the problems that happened in the late or in the early nineties during that whole, that whole time mm-hmm. uh, is you had a you had to change a lot for like sports that were doing better than baseball, and I think I think early late eighties early nineties was the first time where baseball stopped being one of the top two sports, mm-hmm. and I think in the nineties basketball passed baseball. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And football passed baseball, and baseball was having to deal with the fact that the game was not as exciting as the games that you could choose to go to other than that. Yeah. Um, so what you ended up having happen was they locked out cause they're like, Hey, there's not as much money. There's not as much stuff. I think you guys are, you know, asking for the moon and, and it just doesn't exist. So the lockout was long and, and, and difficult, uh, because they were having to shape themselves with a very new world. Yep. I think baseball knows the problems now. 20 years later. Yep. I think that they can see it. They can recognize that there's things that need to change. Betting. Betting needs to change. Fantasy football. Fantasy needs to change. Uh, with their with the fantasy baseball option. 
you have to lean into some of the things that the other sports have been able to do. Mm -hmm. Uh, And baseball sees it. I think the downside is, again, what we were talking about earlier on in the show is the poor owners are like the actual poor owners, the guys who don't really have very much money. They have too much say in the direction of this business. Because if you're Rob Manfred or you're the other owners, you're the top half of the ownership, you got to be looking at this and be like, yo, I want my team to be more valuable. And if I spend more money every year on a con- on contracts, my team's going to be worth more. My con- All this stuff is going to be worth more. If we put a better product in on the field, my investment's going to be worth more. Everything will improve if the worst teams in our in our league are bought by better owners. Yeah. And could you imagine if Mark Cuban bought a team? It would definitely help. And and I think that the challenge that we're running into is the things that both sides want are not that different, but they're going to act like they are. Yeah. And I think and that's the shame. Yeah, and that that's more what I'm worried about. I know and like I've seen a lot of points about this is that people, especially the owners don't want to lose money. The players don't want to lose money, the teams don't want to lose money, they're going to miss out on TV deals, whatever. I'm more worried that the, both sides are just going to be too stubborn and that that's why it's not going to get done more than the fact that the money will be the issue. Cause I think yep. the fact that they haven't gotten at least some type of uh, traction on or, or movement on getting it done to this point is also proof of that. And j- just seeing all the comments and different things and knowing what we know on the, on the other side, I, I don't know if they have made any real like, like, actual progress it just doesn't seem like it yeah well it it looks like they just put out offers that are meant to not make much progress and the the things that i think are truly contentious is uh arbitration Mm -hmm. it's free agency and it's revenue share yeah, I think that's the and, and and obviously, like I was saying, we we heard some of the opinions of the PA and it's it's very clear that it's the PA trying to be more forceful on saying our players need more representation. They need to not be getting pushed around by the league and the owners as much through all the different various ways that they do that. And obviously the league and the owners don't want to give that up and don't want to budge on their power. And it's a tough situation. It's tough, but it doesn't need to be there. Everybody's exactly. making it super complex. Exactly. And the reality is, is that they probably should just rip up everything that's currently in play and reset it. The challenge is, is that none of the players should just sign their huge, massive deals. None of those guys want to walk back their money. Yep. So they're going to stay. No, no. I need this system to stay relatively the same because I'm getting paid $43 million a year pitch. Okay. You and I have talked about this, and I think one of the problems that the players has is that minor league players are not part of the MLBPA. Yep. Because until you make it to the MLB, you're not considered an MLBPA per, like person. They don't right. they don't care too much about you and what what happens. But what the challenge with that is is that those are the guys who are the future, and you're making a decision without them. So you're saying, okay, this and this. So the, the downside that has now lost me with the players is that the MLB has come forward and said, we're going to shrink the minor leagues because we don't need this many players. 
right? Yeah. Great. The the MLB can do whatever they want because it doesn't matter. PA has no control over those guys. Yeah. So cool. Now they've gotten to do whatever they want, but now they've come back and said, "Hey guys, guess what? We're gonna pay for your housing. We're gonna take care of you more. We're gonna get you guys housing. You won't have to worry about anything." We're going to raise a little bit of how much you guys get paid. We're going to make it better for you. Are those guys going to like hate the the owners as much as the guys who currently are here? No. No? Why would I? These guys have given me housing, given me opportunity, let me play, develop me. Done the... Yeah, cool. And then if they start having, hey, you know what we're going to do? We're going to sign Brett Beatty. I'm using it just because it, i got to get my check mark from Dennis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, it, I, we're gonna we're gonna give Brett Beatty after one year. We're gonna give him an eight year contract for six million dollars a year, and he's gonna take it. And the the older guys are gonna be like, "What are you doing? You're you're messing this up. You can't do that." Like, you know, we got to make sure that the numbers stay high. No, I don't. Why? Because you waited, and you're about to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. And you want somebody to pay you thirty million dollars, and if they pay me six, they won't pay you thirty. I don't care. But like at some point in time, the way players get paid has to change. Yeah. And then that goes back to, you know, owners would hear me talk and they'd be like, "Yeah, talk, talk your your ish, Bill. Talk it." The, the, the what what the owners would have to give back is that players only signed five year lifetime deal, like. You get drafted as an 18-year-old, you got five years to make that kid get to the MLB level. Oh, well, that's not enough time. We don't know. Cool. He gets to sign a new contract in five years. If you guys want him again, pay him again. If somebody else wants him, they get option to take him and develop him there. Because the Mets, who's the guy the Mets just signed? Fuller? Uh, Plumber? Plumber, plumber. Yeah. Um, Plumber from from the Cardinals couldn't get any time, couldn't find a spot. Twenty mm-hmm. five year old former first round pick spent seven years in the minors. Yeah. Now he's got an MLB deal with the Mets. That dude should have two years ago gotten to do this when he was twenty three. Yep. They, if they knew he wasn't the guy two years ago, cool. Let me go sign somewhere else who does not have a outfielder that they love, or maybe they have some guys who are about to leave. Because now I can go there and I can be there instead. And he has to sign a deal that matters for him. And, like, why is that so hard? Why are you guys not giving that as an opportunity? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a very interesting contract. And and I think it got a lot of press because it does not happen often. Like, whoa, well, you just the, let somebody walk from your thing. Like, oh, my God. And I was like, well, this but, probably should be happening all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yep. All the time. And like if the if the MLB was honest with themselves, the reality is is that if you want if if you want the the um the athletics to actually have an advantage with the current system, the athletics should love the idea that I'm proposing. Mm-hmm. Because if the the New York Yankees have a 22 year old who's about to become a free agent, they've never brought him up, but his contract is about to expire. I can sign him to be a starter on my team and I can sign a five year, $3 million a year deal. Oh, well, he's not worth that. He's never played. It's worth the gamble. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he's slightly below league average. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's on my bench and he just comes in occasionally. 
but I'm paying him $3 million. I'm paying guys who veteran minimum more than that. My upside is if this guy becomes a guy, I'm only paying him $3 million. Yeah. Like, And this solves everything for everybody. And then, hey, guess what? I'm 25. I'm an absolute legend. Cool. Or I, I, I got drafted at 18, and I'm 23, and I'm a stud. I'm a free agent. Go ahead, guys. Juan Soto, go ahead. Sign me up. Because how long has Juan Soto been a national? Probably since he's 16. Probably something like that, yeah. So he's been a, he's been part of that organization for six-something years. Why? Yeah. He's not going to be a free agent no, for, what, three more years? Four more years? Something like that? Bruh. He's got, a, he's got six years of MLB service time to get to free agency. Yeah, That's a joke. That's a joke. So you own me for my entire minor league, and then you get six years of me? That's broken. Yep. And that's what's truly broken is then, like, the teams don't bring a guy up until he's 25, and then he won't be a free agent until he's 31. So his third, age 32 season is the first year where he's a free agent. Nobody gives him big money. He's not that guy. And it's just that's that's the biggest crux of the break. Mm -hmm. And if you stopped having guys have lifetime deals, pretty much, where I I can be a minor leaguer for six and then an MLB guy for six, I can be in an organization since I'm 18, and I won't become a free agent until I'm 30. Yeah, and I'll make a grand I'll make a grand total of 30 million dollars in 12 years. You paid me less than three million dollars a year, and I was an all star twice. That's so broken. Super broken. Um, one of the other things they were talking about that just one of the things that came out in the CBA talks was a new uh, playoff format. I don't know if you saw that. Um, yep. What did you, what did you think? Uh, I, I, I hate some parts of it and I like some parts of it. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that every MLB, NFL, NBA team is recognizing more teams in the playoffs is more money. Yep. I'm selling more playoff basketball to more areas, to more TV channels. I'm able to get more. So the reality is that the NBA has 30 teams, and they have 16 who make the show. Yep. Right? MLB has 30 right now, and they have 10 who make it. Right? Yep. They're missing out on, on a ton of money. The NFL... The NFL has 32 teams. They have 12 who make it. Right. So just they're to... In, they're in between. Exactly. And just to explain to anybody who hasn't seen it, uh, they want to expand it to 14, seven from each league, three division winners, and then four wild card teams. So basically their plan is to add a round. Um, and the way they would do that is the best team in each league would get a bye to the division series. Then the d remaining two division winners in each league would choose their opponents from the... Four, so the four wildcard teams would play a round to get to the final two, and then they get to pick their opponents, which I think is a very interesting concept. I don't know how you feel about being able to choose your opponent, um, but I, I don't know if I love that aspect, but I think it could create some very interesting storylines if it did happen. I like the drama of it all. Yeah. Right? I think they talked about making it like a selection show type thing and... Eh, forget all that. I'm yeah. more saying you, you called your shot and you said, I want to fight that guy. Mm -hmm. And then he, and then he beats your ass. Like that's the fun thing. That I was like with that the Red Sox and the Yankees problem. this year. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like, I like the drama there. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I like, I like that side. 
the downside I think is is that like the reason why like I like expansion of playoffs for 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 I like the size of the playoffs for basketball is because you have a you have a fair amount of games, but teams change so, so dramatically during a year. MLB, you already play 162 games. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're gonna expand the playoffs, make it 154 games. Like, shrink it down. Do something else. Yeah. Like, take games away to make them matter more. I know that was because definitely a conversation. Is, also, nothing matters then. Yeah, yeah. I know that's a conversation in the CBA is making the season shorter and then the expanded playoffs being part of that. Um, again, we don't really know where where all their conversations are right now. Um, but yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing that they put out as like a, a possible option. Um, and then also while all of this crazy news is coming out, it turns out, little fun fact, that the MLB last year used two completely different baseballs. And obviously, without telling the players, without telling the players. Um, and obviously we talked about earlier in the season, um, there was just no hitters left and right. It was like, wow, yeah. you know, is pitching doing so much better or are the hitters not doing well? Like, what is it? Well, it turns out early in the season, they were using deadened baseballs. And then when hitting was crap and there was a million no hitters, oh, all and of a sudden, exactly. And then they were like, oh, okay, well, we're going to bring back the juiced balls from the previous years because uh, they had issues from COVID and they had to pull old inventory, all in quotes. And I just thought that was absolutely hysterical that, that that's a thing. Yep. But that's the seeds of distrust that the two sides have with each other now. Yep. Like you're messing with the ball. Mm-hmm. Like the NBA, they changed balls this year, but they told the players like we're changing the ball. Yeah. And then it was it's a it's a different ball this year. Mm-hmm. So in the beginning, guys like oh I don't like it. it. Sucks. Yeah. It's the new ball. But could you imagine? Hey, guys don't like it. They're not shooting as well. Let's just go back to the old ball and not tell them. Like, <laughs> what? Especially in baseball. Yep. Because baseball, like we said, is a game of cheating. Yep. So everybody cheats. So now the MLB is cheating the players. And it's just like, guys, this is just – baseball is broken. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to discuss that because if you said it to somebody who's in control, they'd be like, it's not broken. Because you don't want to look at it and say, and if you think somebody's broken, you think the other side's broken. Players are broken, right? Guys, I hate to break it to you, but 12-year fully guaranteed contracts don't make sense. They almost rarely don't work out. And you have guys like like, like Seager going and signing this massive long contract like mm-hmm. – I, I, you know, he's not going to be the guy at the end, yeah. right? Like he's not going to be the same player. And you, and now this team is locked into it. God forbid he has a devastating injury that cuts his ability by 30%. They're screwed and there's no way out of it. So as much as players will tell you, Oh, the NFL, this, the NFL, that the NFL puts out a product every year that every team can have a shot at being good. Mm-hmm. And you can have guys can manipulate salary caps, and you have you have QBs in the NFL making forty million dollars now. So you got guys in the in in, in baseball just getting the forty three million, and you've got multiple QBs who are making forty million. Yep. Like, 
in a, in a place where we have to afford 53 guys plus a practice squad. That's a 12 deep. Yep. You guys have a 25 man roster in an uncapped league. And we don't even have this. So like, it's why I look at it and I go, it's so distorted. It looks like a Franken monster of ideas. Yep. And they got, they got to just tear it up and start over. Mm-hmm. And I hope that's something they even like considered to some degree. Like I'm sure they're looking at it as like, okay, cool. Like at least the, from the league standpoint, we like how the system is right now, but we want to, you know, maybe give a little leeway here, get a little more power here instead of being like, all right, let's reset. We need, we live in a completely new world than we did however many years ago when they last negotiated. How do we well, fix so did it? You, did you see, but my favorite thing they did was they got rid of arbitration. When? So the, the, the MLB proposed to get rid of arbitration the way it's currently done and instead do it based off of what your war says you should be paid. Oh, yes, I, I did see that. I wasn't 100% sure I felt about that. I love that idea because, again, it bypasses one of the biggest problems I have, mm. right? And that's that, like, Juan Soto gets to arbitration. He should make what war says he's worth. So what's war say he's worth? $36 million? Cool. Sign, pay me $36 million. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm not a free agent, but this is telling you what I'm worth. Boom. Now you're going to have guys in arbitration make more money, but a team's not going to look at a guy and be like, hey, listen, like, you know, you were a one-war player. We we know that you made $8 million last year, but, you know, we could sign a free agent for that same amount of money, but we love you. You know, you, you want to get to free agency and hope somebody pays you more, but, you know, hey, listen, like, arbitration, like – it's going to pay you more and we can't do it. So mm-hmm. teams make choices. Now it's like, Hey, he was a one war player and that's worth $6.6 million. Guess what? You make 6.6. Yeah. Was I that, love that. Was that based on um, career war or like the previous season? Previous season war. Okay. Which I love again. Yeah. What have you done? What did you do? Yeah. I, I think mean, I just, cause everybody... I look at war as like a slightly flawed stat. But I, I get this value. I, I think that war is the most thrown off when you're trying to compare eras and you're trying to go back and forth between different things because it's hard to do regression models based off of, you know, oh, well, in that year the wind flew this direction based off of the farmer's almanac, so we're going to make it now. Can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can look at guys who are from the same era and um, say, okay, uh, what were they worth? So like, uh, Kana, who the 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 Mets just signed, um, he is his like wars over the last couple of years like by value. He had a couple twenty million dollar seasons. Mm-hmm. Well, the Mets just signed him for twelve point five. Yeah, that dude should have loved that system. Right, right, like. Uh, uh, I don't even know what the projected contract would be for Soto, but Soto had a 7.1 war last year. Number one war in the National League. Yeah. Why he, should be, why he should have beaten out he who shall not be named mm-hmm. for the uh, MVP. Yeah, so he's first year eligible 
for arbitration next year. And year like lifetime to date, um, Juan Soto has made nine million dollars. Yeah. And he won't be able to be a free agent until twenty twenty five. That's so crazy. Where'd you pull that number, Bill? Because I see he's made eleven million so far, and fifteen million is, is his expected contract this year. I'm on I'm on uh, Baseball Reference. Are you on uh, Sport Track? Sport Track. Yeah. Gotcha. It, it's possible that they're different. Roughly, roughly the same. Yeah. Again, eleven million dollars is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And but, what's crazy too is I I don't see like sure the Nationals maybe work his arbitration until the very end, but I think we all know. There's no way they're going to pay him his actual value when he gets to free agency. It's impossible. Yeah. Because he's going to be worth more than Harper. And I'm so excited to see how much money he pulls in. But you, you know what? Maybe the, the way that this CBA is going to work out, maybe it causes all these contracts to be worth less in the, when, when, in the future. I don't know. Yeah. I, again, I, I, I don't know what that is, but I do like that war – replaces the ups and the downs a player can say he's mad that he's still being controlled by a team Mm -hmm. but if he's out if he's killing it from a war standpoint like yeah guess what you want this the guys who don't want it is guys who are like yeah you know but like what if i have a bad year then i'm gonna make less next year i don't want to make less i only ever want to make more money and i was like dude any other industry if I suck, I'm going to get fired, and then I'm going to have to sign up for a job that pays me less. And when you're good, you get paid more money. So it allows some more performance based into what guys make, which right. I think is a better move. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm very and curious. That they, they, the MLB is good with a guy being 29 and a half. He can't be older than that still, like – so if you bring up a guy at 26, he's not going to have to go through all of this. He'll be a free agent at 29 and a half. Mm-hmm. So if he if if he's 29 and a half that that year, he can sign, right? Mm-hmm. And, and again, you're going to have guys who don't sign their contracts until they they have their birth their their half birthday. But um, yeah, I mean everybody will enter into their their free agency year, and they'll be able to become a free agent. So if you hold a guy in the minors for forever, you're you're gonna have to lose him quick. Right. So that at least makes it that guys aren't getting to 32 and signing their first deals. Yeah, and I think that's good. Um, I'm, I'd be curious to see what the average age of players being brought up is right now. I feel like it has to be going down. Um, because you you get like uh, like the Wander Francos are 20. I think Juan Soto was like nine. It was was like 20 or 21. Like, I'd I'd be curious to see what yeah, what but, that is. But, but Pete Alonso was like 23, 24. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I I know like there are also the guys who are like Pete Alonso who come up when they're older, or like uh, even oh, who's a, another one like like J D Davis. I think we talked about was like 26 when he came into the into the league with the Astros. So like there there's definitely a, a place for that. I think and, and it's a good idea. Um, whether it actually goes through, yeah, I don't know. But I, I know these are all going to be big topics of conversation, and, and hopefully they, you know, they're going to continue to work through it, um, and we'll we'll see updates in some capacity as it all comes. Um, but for now, there's, it's just going to be a waiting game, I guess. You know, I I, I don't know. 
the like I said, the last lockout was eight months. I don't foresee it being as long as it as long as that. Um, but I could see it approaching. I mean, listen, even if it's eight weeks, we're, you're talking about getting into spring training. So yeah, is it going to be a shortened spring training? Are we going to miss actual games in the season? I don't know. Uh, I'm not, Dennis, do you know when opening day is? I can look it up. But I, I mean, like, listen, just seeing that they're the minimal progress right now and having to imagine that I don't know how much they're going to change things. It'll be very interesting to see how long this lasts. Dennis, do you have when it March is? 31st. March 31st. March 31st. Okay. So a little over four months from now? Yep. I don't know. It's definitely weird seeing, and obviously I don't I don't know if you saw, but the uh, the thing with the MLB website, the players leaning into it of the lockout, yep. it's uh, it's a very weird thing to to see because I I know obviously we talked about it a ton. Baseball made a ton of progress this year with the culture, and it was very entertaining. I think we were really into it the whole season. I I think they did a good job, and the fact that this is happening, I feel like it walks back three steps. Well, so the the one thing I'll, I will say is, I, I I the MLB was slow to move, but once they did, I'll tell you that you we all had a conversation saying that the MLBPA was doing a lot of this amazing stuff, mm-hmm. and they really did do some really cool, interesting things. But uh, MLB is way ahead of them, crushing them mm-hmm. in terms of how fast they move with doing cool things. Yeah, the MLB Players Association is so slow, and so you know, separated in terms of who can make decisions and who's making decisions for who, Mm -hmm. because you have 30 guys per team that you have to listen to. Right. Right. Yeah. MLB has got 30 total dudes who make the decision. Right. So when they all decide this is where we're going, it just moves so much faster Mm -hmm. and they, they have their, their, their social media creator school, uh, they did some cool stuff with some different events. They did the game in the corn, like they're pushing for stuff. And then they, they gave housing to the minor leaguers. They shrunk the, the rounds of drafting. They, they're putting more money into everything. Like the MLB is making all of the right decisions. Then you come in and they say, Hey, you know, we're going to use war to give you guys more money. You can make money sooner. You know, we want to expand playoffs because it makes us more money. We want to maybe take away some revenue sharing, but again, we're in an uncapped league. I think the players definitely have a gripe that the bottom teams, there has to be a minimum salary that's way higher, mm-hmm. way higher. And I think that salary needs to be that they have to at least spend like $80 million. Yeah. Because if you're not spending that, there's all the money that all these players want. Right. You, you got a bottom group of 10 that's spending less than the top three combined. Yep. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but I think at least, and, and this is more what I was even like kind of just thinking about is that we had so much, and I agree with you. The MLB do, did an absolute fan, fantastic job getting a lot of cool things done and, and really making it uh, a, a more impacting Thing in culture and I think just having a, a bunch of time where there's no new news or interesting things happening hurts them a little I think that yep. when it does pick back up they can do a great job of putting their foot on the gas pedal and getting back up to speed um, and I think 
It, it, it'll kind of be like when we lost baseball because of COVID in 2020. People are going to yeah. be really happy when it comes back eventually. Um, and hopefully it'll be relatively on time and, and we'll get past all the BS and play ball and, and pick up where they left off. Cause they talked about, you know, like you were saying the, the field of dreams game, doing another one this year and, and lots of other different things and cool, you know, obviously the creator school and, and lots of cool stuff that they have going on. Um, and I think they will pick it back up as soon as it's time. So it'll just be a matter of when at that point, but I agree with you. I think there's, they have the ability to do it. And, and I look forward to seeing them get back up to speed. 100%. Well, until next time, Bill, hopefully we'll have some better news and some, maybe some progress. I don't know. Next show might be interesting because there's not going to be any new news with players. So who knows what we're going to talk about? Maybe we're going to get into another movie episode. I'm not sure. We'll talk. We'll let Dennis talk about hockey. Hell yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. Not a chance. Heck no. Not an absolute chance. Well, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next episode. It should be interesting. Baseball lifestyle. It's my lifestyle. <laughs>